you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The Around the League Podcast can throw from a muddied pocket. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hanses, and I'm joined by a room filled with some heroes, Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. The return of What Up, Boys. Yes. I made to be sure back. not to mention it yesterday. I was hoping, I was listening, um, and I was hoping, Greg, you were going to drop a What Up, Boys. I have to be honest. Wasn't totally intentional. You know, I, I know how it feels. In the host chair, you got a lot going on. You're thinking about different things. You know, but that, but I, I'm glad I didn't. I would like to point out sometimes I'll make a point that someone made 30 seconds earlier, and, <laughs> and I get called out for not listening to anyone. But sometimes it's, it's me going through notes or clicking through something, trying to figure out where to take the show next, you know? That's well, a fair point. And after yes, we missed you yesterday, and we, we had to leave you alone from now on. Why is that? We have a appreciation for what you bring to the table. Oh, well, you know, I appreciate we also, you guys I also too. got some shade, some heat from yeah. our boss on my performance as the host, so we needed you back. That seemed a little tongue-in-cheek, but yes, he did, he did roll over and uh, make a few comments. I can take it. Hey, we're heroes. We are. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Obviously, you two gentlemen are heading to Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine. Mark Sessler uh, will join you. I will be holding down the fort. Uh, everybody's getting excited. The thing that I'm missing the most, because, Greg, you essentially offered me the choice of going to Combine or the draft. I like the draft. You know, I like going to New York. I like Radio City. This is how I'm rationalizing it. Because the <laughs> one thing I really miss is Chris Wessling this week, and it will happen in Indianapolis Turns 40 years old. That's true. That's a big one. Yes. Looking down the barrel of age 40. And um, coincidentally, uh, Greg Rosenthal turns 35 years old the same day. Little known fact. Something about exactly February. Exactly five, five years apart the same day. 
NFL ATL ties. And then there's one other fun fact about birthdays and ATL, and, and I know people are really interested in this stuff. <laughs> um, I was born on April 23rd, 1980, the same exact date as Mark Sessler's wife. Wow. How about that? Get excited, society. It's eerie. There's something to that. Maybe Wes and I had, you know, when I first uh, learned of Wes on some strange football message board writing <laughs> 7,000 word screeds about <laughs> not you know, much changes. Kiri Colbert's uh, <laughs> dynasty value in 2004. I just I felt a kindred spirit soul. Same birthday. We both straddle that line between Pisces and Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, 40 comes with its its own burden and baggage and. Even Judd Apatow wrote an overlong and boring movie about oh, turning it was not 40. not that bad. Oh, come on. It was really bloated. Um, but 35, Greg, you know, that's pretty old. You're not in your early 30s anymore. And, and you know, it's heading towards a dark path. I'm right behind you, but. Well, if you noticed, I did something different for my 40th, Dan. What? Ooh. The hair's gone again. Oh. Yeah, I mean, bad. it looks good, but I liked when you were growing it out. I, I ran up against a wall, though. It just stopped, like, growing in some places. So the experiment's over. Well, I like that you took a chance. I liked 35 because when I was 25, I felt 35. I was done with having fun <laughs> at, like, 25 or so once I got a decent job and stuff. And all my other friends in New York, you know, they, they called me names. But now they're all wimps just like me, so I'm just catching up. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say you were going to start having fun again tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, we'll do that, too. All right. Well, to to put a bow on it, don't have too much fun in Indy with me not there. I'd rather you guys be like, well, let's stay focused on the work. <laughs> let's not party too hard. And when you get back to California, then we'll have some fun. Well, I've got my Cincinnati people coming in. It's oh, only an boy. hour and a half drive. So we're going to have fun, but we'll just tell you that it was boring without you. See, that's good enough. That's okay. all I really care about. All right. So we got a pretty good show today. You know, pretty good. Pretty good. Good to very good. Potentially great. Stellar. Depending on the next 34 minutes go. Uh, we are going to continue our off-season forecast. We've got two, two good teams to go over. Um, I'll leave it in suspense. We won't say who the teams are, but they're good ones. Uh, we're going to go over. Well, one of them's good. <laughs> one of them's an actual good team. One's more just an intriguing type team. That, that had something to do with softball pants. Yeah. That's a hint. Softball pants related for sure. Greg, you have a post up on strong candidates for release, kind of notable names. Uh, we're going to go over some N NFC players that could get cut that maybe we haven't talked about. But uh, before we do any of that, let's start. The gold standard behind the glass. How are you, buddy? Yeah, doing great. Thanks. Have you shaken off the uh, effects? I haven't spoken to you since Win West's toaster. Uh, shaken off the effects of a really rough rough a scouting process of Win West's toasting. No, it's been rough looking in the mirror and having to deal with my own mediocrity, but we've <laughs> we've really retooled this elimination chamber. It's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen before. You already have challenges <laughs> looking in the mirror any, I, I any know, day. Every day. Right. It's well, been a lifelong struggle. If there is a silver lining, the poor performance of your previous contestants has meant that so many people are now coming out of the woodwork saying they can do better. So you already have a dozen mm. people lined up for the elimination chamber for next time. I've their their names are down. Uh, we're <laughs> we're getting ready. We're building it right now in my in my dungeon. The game has come a long way because a few months ago we struggled to get two or three contestants. Now we got a whole dozen lined up just to get into a, something called an elimination chamber. Yeah. No, so people are into it. Time to filter out the riffraff. All right, gold standard. Let's uh, do some news. All right, we'll start with Eric Decker. Um, 
Decker appeared on uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio Tuesday, said he'd welcome a call from the Broncos if they can get on the same page on a new contract. Of course, Decker's uh, heading towards free agency. But he needs to do what's best for his family. Greg, I want you to translate that for me. He's gone. He's gone. He gone. Trans- translation, I'm, I'm not happy with the money they're giving me or they're offering me. I'm ready to go because if any family doesn't need more money, it's his. I mean, his wife is making more money than he is. Maybe, maybe not. Actually. I don't he's think about we know much about her career. I don't think she's actually very successful. She's attractive, though. Plus $9 million a year or something like that. That's Financially tough to match, successful. really, in any, <laughs> on any level. I just don't. I think this is not just cliches. This is a guy who is probably not too happy with the report that came on NFL Network on Super Bowl Sunday that said the Broncos see him internally as a number two receiver, and this is him firing Ouch. back a little bit. I don't blame him. Yeah. Whether we think he's a number two receiver or not, whether we think he's replaceable, as Greg suggested yesterday. He this, is. He's the Jabbar Gaffney of the Broncos. This is this is so unfair. <laughs> Jabbar Gaffney. Name ouch. how many players have more touchdowns than Eric Decker over the last three years? Touchdowns are not a great. Calvin Johnson and Des Bryant. That's the list. Wow. Averaging over a thousand yards in those three years, with Tebow, Orton, and Peyton Manning. This is a good football player. And tremendous if, hair if, and bone structure. If Chris was a GM, he would be the guy lining up to overpay. I Eric would not Decker. overpay Eric Decker. I would not overpay him. But I think, honestly, I think he's underrated because he's white. Hmm. People think he's replaceable because he's a white wide receiver. I don't think that. I just think he's not a di- he's not nearly as dynamic a player as Demarius Thomas. No, I, and I think I they agree. have to make a choice between those two. So it makes sense to me that the Broncos would let him go. And isn't it possible that all this all this talk about him being overvalued, it's going to end up hurting his value once he actually hits free agency? Is it possible that a team won't end up overspending and he won't get a great contract or one that we think he's? Uh, I think someone will overspend, and if Brian Hartline's worth six million, Decker's worth ten million. Although Greg Jennings, it's fair. He ended up getting a pretty good contract last year, but the free agent wide receivers overall did not make the money everyone expected. And this is beneath the surface of all these free agents is a story that the salary cap has not risen in years and years now. And it, I mean, it's been a huge problem for the players, yet players like the quarterbacks are getting bigger money. And I think other free agents are not seeing the prices rise like we were used to seeing. And maybe it's really logical to me, but I think if I'm a free agent wide receiver, I put a lot of stock into who the quarterback is of that team. You look at a guy like Greg Jennings, yeah, he got money, but where is Greg Jennings now in terms of uh, where his career is at? If you do, play it smart, play, pull a Welker and go to a team that has somebody established. You don't want to go from Peyton Manning to Geno Smith. Take that money. Mm. Take what you can. You might never get that chance again. I mean, maybe Unless you're you right. get it, cut after two years. If and... it's close, of course, or if it's a million here or there, which a this million, is, you know. The, but if it's a lot, you got to just take. This the money. is a major difference between football and then other other sports like baseball and basketball, where contracts are guaranteed and you have a longer career. You you can afford to say a guy like Tim Duncan take less money to stay with the Spurs, but in football, you, you I agree, you have to take the money when it's there. Um, moving forward, uh, Chris Wessling, I bet you a elaborate sandwich on Twitter <laughs> that Tony Gonzalez would play a snap in 
2014 in the regular season. That does not appear to be happening. Wow, that's two bets. Or they're not bets, but they're just friendly wagers of some kind. <laughs> Sandwiches. Non-financial. Yeah, because you also have uh, some stake in Richie Incognito joining a team this year. I do. This by, that was made months ago. Uh, before the release of the Ted Wells, the NFL gumshoe Ted R- Wells's report. Uh, but anyway, Tony Gonzalez has been hired by CBS to be one of their anchors of their pregame show. It's kind of a overdue overhaul of that show, which obviously um, is kind of viewed as an inferior product. Um, <laughs> sent packing uh, with Gonzalez in is Dan Marino and Shannon Sharp, which for people that are into the media of sports, that's kind of notable. They've both been there a decade. But the big picture here is that Gonzalez apparently is ready to go all in on this retirement and move forward. He's not coming back, as we said. And I I think that people on the west side of Cincinnati, blue-collar people, would be very dismayed to hear that I was making wagers involving elaborate sandwiches. <laughs> I heard you got upset. You were upset that I went to a breakfast place in Palm Springs on Monday morning and ordered a flight of bacon. That no. was too fancy for you? No. I, I think he just... I, I, oh. Wes, there was a little heat there. You order it like... Uh, the old man and grumpy old man. Bacon! <laughs> That's all you need to say. You it don't was on to, the menu. You don't need to throw a flight in Did they in call there. it a flight? Yeah. yeah. It was oh, a wow. flight it's a of bacon. a little pretentious. It's awesome. It was pretty great. Chocolate bacon. A bunch bacon. of different types of bacon on a plate, and you're, no, 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 and no. you're picking nits with that? Eat, That's <laughs> great. Eat the bacon. I would love to have like fancy bacon. Just don't call it a flight. That's you, pretentious. Talk about missing the forest for the trees. This is a beautiful world we live in. You can order fancy <laughs> bacon spread out on your plate. Wes, you know, Wes of a month ago was growing out his hair, was kind of fancy and free. <laughs> now you're c- putting the hair back, your back shaved, and you're, you're cutting out any chance of a flight of bacon you being in your I life. shaved my back? Did you? Did you? No, I don't know. I don't have hair on my back. Oh, you shaved your head, and uh, you know you're not going to have a flight of bacon. Uh, I thought you were going to open I your got, arms and uh, horizons. There's a lot going on in my life, turning forty, and a lot of things <laughs> over the past month. You know, I, I got to put myself through a personal boot camp here. All right, I'm just saying I wouldn't rule out a flight of bacon. Uh, moving on, D'Angelo Hall and the Redskins agree on a four-year contract. Uh, Wes, as you wrote in the ATL post, D'Angelo Hall on his. Um, NFL obituary one day, his ability to perform when the contract is at stake will be something that will always be identified with his career. Yeah, I think he can thank Al Davis for most of that. And I think Greg has a few things on this too, don't you? Well, he's one of the most highly paid NFL players that doesn't play quarterback of the last decade. (laughs) That's insane. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I mean, he is. So does that make him one of the most successful players in the NFL the last decade, in any other industry, people, right or wrong, tend to equate money with success. Based on money, D'Angelo Hall, especially considering his relative talent, maybe it's just luck, has maximized his earning about as well as any player. Maybe Richard Seymour is in there with him, who also made a ridiculous was, amount of money, I was gonna not make, as good. I was going to make this point when Dan questioned Eric Decker's wife's success. Mm-hmm. I, I think America too often equates money with success, and they shouldn't. But I get your point, and I think it has to do with his first-round draft pedigree, his ability to make plays on the ball. He has ball skills even if he takes too many chances and get, gets burnt. I think when you, when you do have that playmaking ability, you have the pedigree – and you can sell yourself pretty well. I think that's a big point. He of it. sold himself. People talk about 
the off-field stuff is a distraction sometimes, and what's the point of he made himself money by hyping himself. I mean, he got paid huge in the draft. That was before, you know, they, they had the new CBA and you could get that money. He got a huge contract from Atlanta, then another one from Oak. I mean, he kind of hyped himself into some of this money. I created a nickname for him about five or six years ago, and it never took off. <laughs> okay. What is it? Big hat, no cattle. What does that mean? <laughs> All talk, no action. Uh, big hat, no cattle. Big snake, no rattle. Now we're going deep. I don't, uh, big hat, big no horse, cattle. no saddle. Is this you're just rhyming things now, right? It's a Randy Newman song. Oh, okay. Big hat, no cattle. That's a common phrase. Big hat, no cattle. Yeah. Right? Relatively. So you you wear the big cowboy hat and you pass yourself off as a big dude, but you're really not. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's good. But the one question I have it's is still got a chance to catch on. It's, it's a, a four year contract. I didn't. I well, I didn't put it in that article. I should have. <laughs> you might have had a chance to catch you on that. We it, can do it. It's better than downstairs. Our editor, David Ely, wants to get to uh, Mike Mayock the term beach ready for a prospect that can just suit up and play in the NFL at a high level. There's no chance that's going to make it. That's terrible. I'm upset that you even mentioned it. <laughs> beach ready. <laughs> beach Ridiculous. ready. <laughs> um, oh, but the last question about Hall, you, I don't know if you guys touched on it. We all talked about Hall's ability to get contracts, but w- is this a good move by the Redskins? I'd have to see the details. If it's just a one, if it's just a deal that he's only making four million, five million this year, and then get out of it, whatever, it's fine. No, I agree with Greg. We're probably going to see in a day or two that the first year is guaranteed, and nothing after that is. And if that's the case, it's a fine deal. If it's guaranteed for two or three years, I would have some issues with it. All right, and finally, Mike Mayock released this week his position rankings for the 2014 NFL Draft. Uh, there are many people that are. Deeply interested in this kind of stuff from Mayak. He also on Tuesday had a, a never-ending press conference that lasted. <laughs> well, it did end, so it wasn't never-ending, but it went nearly three hours in which he answered several questions. But as far as far as his positional rankings, which are up on NFL.com, um, I don't know what jumps out at us. Teddy Bridgewater is his number one quarterback. He's got Manziel at number two. Um, Jadavian Clowney, as you would assume, is the number one defensive end. He did say during that conference call that this is the best and deepest draft in, I believe, 10 years was what he said. So. He said in his 10 years of doing it, and he thought uh, the number 20 pick in this draft is worth as much as the number 10 pick in last year's draft. So it's sometimes what, what draft that you're in in terms of where you are in the draft, and, and he thinks, and he says this is supported by a lot of people in the league, that this is one of the deepest, best drafts in a long time. And he also said the best and deepest wide receiver class that he's seen. Yes. Um, yeah. You your, think Your Jets. I know. the Jet, Mayock said during that uh, conference call that the, he wouldn't be surprised if the Jets draft two wide receivers, which would make sense considering the, considering the state of their wide receiver corpse. <laughs> so, it's core, Dan. No, 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 no. Speaking of last year's draft, it's like almost a nightmare now thinking about it, but remember having to write stories almost every other day about Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher? Oh, yeah. Wow. And those are dark times. And Geno Smith was the number one quarterback off the board. This draft is so much or more interesting, two. and we're getting help from our boys at College 24-7. Hallelujah! If you guys uh, haven't noticed, we're a little lighter on draft coverage on Around the League. It's because College... Football 24-7 is handling a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of who's rising, who's falling. But I think it's interesting that there's a consensus forming on the quarterbacks. For a while, people didn't know where Carr, for instance, fit in or McCarron. And 
now it's there's clearly a top three. It's Bridgewater, Johnny Football, and Bortles. And Mayock thinks Bridgewater is the most pro-ready guy. And that's important because you could get fired after one or two years, as Rob Chudzinski knows. He thinks mm. Bridgewater is the guy of those three who he has number one that's ready to come in and play right away. Isn't it more important just to get it right? Yeah. But I think if you're someone – if it's close – can you wait a couple of years for a guy that you think is going to take a while to, to develop? We're impatient. We're killing the Bills for not coming up with a better solution than E.J. Manuel. No, I agree with that. It, you, If that's the tiebreaker, definitely. But it seems to me with the first pick overall in the draft, teams tend to galvanize around one guy. And he said those three he thinks could go in the top ten. If If they're that far ahead of the pack, how are they slipping out of even the top five? I think – there, in the top seven, there's four or five teams that need quarterbacks. There'll be trades up, and I think all three of those guys you would think is just going to go quickly. Uh, Mayock also said, for those that are interested, that he sees Michael Sam as a situational pass rusher and nothing more. He said third to fifth round. Mid-round guy. Um, all right, moving on. Greg Rosenthal, you have a post up on the Around the League blog. Um, what is it exactly, if you could – Paint a picture for what it is that people can go to the site and read. Well, we're going to have a two-parter. I did the first on what players in the NFC could be cut, and it's already started. We've seen the Saints get rid of four defenders that helped them win a Super Bowl. We've seen Nate Burleson get cut, but it's going to pick up. Until March 11th, when free agency starts, there's going to be a ton of cuts. So we looked at all the guys in the NFC that are strong candidates for release and then some surprise cuts. Let's hear some surprise cuts. All right, I looked at you know a couple guys that I haven't heard mentioned. D'Amico Ryans is getting paid $6.9 million. There would be no cap hit whatsoever in terms of dead money to get rid of D'Amico Ryans. I don't think he's worth that kind of money at this point for Philadelphia. Eagles fans are going to hate you. Why? They love D'Amico Ryans. Everyone loves D'Amico Ryans. Wasn't it just yesterday that he was viewed as one of the steals of the offseason, getting him in their uniform? Yeah, but he's a middle <laughs> linebacker making $7 million. If you want to hear, like, some great Homer analysis on Twitter, tweet out Defensive Player of the Year candidates and see what rolls back at you. Because D'Amico <laughs> Ryans was tweeted back at me by a half dozen Eagles fans that he was a Defensive Player of the Year candidate in Stop. 2013. Stop. Really? Yeah. I, I think you get mixed reaction when you look into how he's played, and a lot of people think he's a below-average starter. He's limited on passing downs. I think the Giants are an interesting team to watch for. Matthias Kiwanuka and Antrell Roll are two players that people know very well. Roll's coming off what seemed to be a great season. Was he their best defensive player last year? And that's why it would be surprising if they cut him, but it, he's due seven, eight, nine million, and people around the team think if he doesn't take a pay cut that he probably would get cut, and he might be willing to roll the dice and not take the pay cut and see what's open on the free agent market. I see here you have Roddy White listed as a potential surprise. Well, that would be a big surprise, but he's another guy that I think, like Terrell Suggs, the team is going to him and trying to redo the deal in a way that's more team-friendly. And if he doesn't do that, and if there's some disagreement, and they everyone seems to want to keep Roddy White, but if for some reason he's unwilling to do that, I think they'd cut him. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a though. long shot, though. I think they'll they'll find common ground. I well, think. That's why it says surprise cuts, right. potential surprise cuts. 
those are probably the highlights of the surprise cut. J- Chad Greenway in Minnesota. Not a lot of big names. I found the big, the bigger names are with your your guys in the AFC. All right, and what are the who are the guys that you believe are kind of safer bets to be on the street? We've we've already talked about a lot of them. Miles Austin, Cortland Finnegan, I think will be gone. Julius Peppers, uh, I think Sidney Rice and Zach Miller of the Seahawks it would be shocking to me if they're back. Some lesser known names, maybe Jonathan Baldwin. Remember him? Hmm. That trade, Carlos Rogers in San Francisco. Th- those are probably the highlights of the other cuts, and I, I think those. Those guys I mentioned are all pretty safe guys to get cut. It is funny, like uh, going back to D'Amico Ryan's, and you know when you mentioned Cortland Finnegan, how year to year this league is that these guys can go from keys to the roster to potentially not even part of the equation. I didn't even mention Thomas Decoud, who was a Pro Bowler last year, and I think he's very likely to get cut by the Atlanta Falcons. So I mean that speaks to what you're saying. It's year to year. One year you probably got a little too much credit because your team went to the playoffs, and the next year you're on the street. ATL similar though I feel like, Just right? Yeah, it's very it's almost week to week. You could you're in good standing. You could be gone. You never know. Why do you think Sessler's not here today? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know. Um, all right, moving on. We're going to continue to roll through our off season forecasts. Um, as we teased earlier, two prominent teams: one good, one one not very good. One involves softball pants. Wes, do you want to start Wait, there? Sure. Wow. Blast from the past there. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while. I know. Uh, so the Oakland Raiders, uh, Chris Wessling, obviously are coming off yet another down year. Um, but the salary cap, salary cap hell, they're starting to get out of that. And is it a brighter tomorrow? Well, relatively, yes. <laughs> they have more salary cap space. You see how I said brighter tomorrow and this is the off-season forecast? I like. Ooh. I see what you did there. You tied it all together. Professional. <laughs> Go ahead. They have more salary cap space than anybody in the NFL. They also have probably more holes to fill than anybody in the NFL because they their best players are free agents. Jared Valdier is their most valuable offensive player, left tackle, candidate for the franchise tag. Lamar Houston is their best defensive player, defensive end. Uh, Darren McFadden had a couple yeah. of disappointing years, but arguably the most talented player on the roster. Rough. Arguably. I don't like that word, arguably. You can throw arguably in front of anything. Just say it, Wes. If you feel it, say it. I do think he's the most talented player in the Bang. Game. I You're think right. if, if he goes to Hugh Jackson's system, he'd probably do do much better. At some point, doesn't talent get exposed as not that talent? I've heard Darren McFadden is so talented for so long. Don't we need evidence of this? Maybe but he's not that talented. Maybe everyone's been wrong the whole time. 2010 and 11 are evidence. He had one great year. Ago, so did Noshan Moreno. Doesn't two. mean he's ta- that talented. I also did. Noshan Moreno and Darren McFadden's years were a lot different. You I, know what the difference between the two of them is? Moreno makes people miss every now and then. You know, McFadden's McF- great years, he made people miss. Moreno doesn't. I just Moreno plays with Peyton Manning. I didn't like. I didn't like that McFadden blamed his down 2012 season on the offensive scheme, and then the next year did nothing in a scheme that was supposedly a match for his talents. So I, I you know, there's a lot of evidence pointing us, pointing us to this guy is not as great as maybe we thought he was. I agree with that. I mean, he doesn't seem like a natural runner or player compared to the guys like Gore or Lynch or the running backs who do it every year, who seem to have an instinct for the game. McFadden 
does not seem to have it. He could be a good buy low candidate. You know, maybe a team like the Giants or someone that wants to split carries. Oh, I could see that. Gets McFadden. That would work out nicely, but that's about it. So, I'm, I'm just saying 2010, 2011 did happen. He was one of the best running backs in the league during those two years when he was on the field. Well, you have, as your biggest free agents um, in your rundown that's on the ATL blog, you have uh, Veldheer, Houston, and McFadden slash Rashad Jennings. Would that be the order in which you would say they at you know how important it is they get brought back? Well, McFadden's not coming back. Uh, they want Jennings back, and it would seem that they'll be able to work something out with him. Yeah, I would say that's the order. Veldier and Houston are definitely the top two. Why are you so confident that McFadden's not coming back? Because uh, McKenzie already said he's going to let him test the market, and in the same sentence, basically, he said, we want to re-sign Jennings. It's a fair answer. Who else has gone like for sure? I like to put you on the spot, Wes. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Well, I could be just blowing smoke. <laughs> That's what I was we would seeing. Never know. I was seeing if you were just throwing that out there. I didn't know why you were so confident. Thank, I didn't know that. Thank you for keeping me on my toes. So what, to you, you say this is a team with a lot of holes. What do they need most right now? Everything. They need a quarterback desperately. Their offensive line is in tatters. The defense basically is a bunch of bunch of guys that they signed off the street last Jags. year. Just another guy. Yeah, they signed them in the, in the second or third wave of free agency when nobody else wanted them. That's how they fielded a, a viable starting lineup for most of the year. Which is why Dennis Allen did a pretty good job, I think, overall, although it fell apart. Well, half of those guys are free agents again, and the other half aren't that good. So they need playmakers at basically every level of their defense. And yet they're probably going to lose their best defensive player. Do you think they'll lose Lamar Houston? I don't know. Uh well, they have all this money. Why don't they That's make sure what I'm saying. leave? Lamar Houston thinks they're going to lose Lamar Houston. He thinks <laughs> not a good sign. That <laughs> <laughs> typically it's a bad sign. Did you just talk about him in fourth person? <laughs> <laughs> what is the fourth? That's the, that doesn't exist. Um, the universe let, collapses into itself once you hit the fourth person. <laughs> Lamar Houston thinks he's not necessarily a fit for Dennis Allen's scheme. That they've always wanted different things out of him that he maybe hasn't been able to deliver. He played awesome last year. He's got a great mohawk hairdo thing going on (laughs) he is about to make a lot of money he is the profile of a guy who no one really knows about that much around the country and is about to get 30 million dollars guaranteed or something crazy he's gonna do exactly what a raiders defensive lineman from last year did desmond bryant (laughs) something like that yeah or that tommy kelly once did with the raiders right this would be my advice to, to lamar houston if you don't like playing in Dennis Allen's system, take the massive paycheck from the Raiders and then wait a year, and you won't be playing for Dennis Allen anymore. Wow. Wow, that's not I, nice. You're telling us that Dennis Allen will be fired. He gone. <laughs> I feel like you just – There's no more patience in that building, and they have so many holes. Even if they have a great offseason, they're still, they're still probably going to stink, and they're, they're going to can the guy. I don't even know if you believe in all that. You just like that joke that you were setting up. <laughs> I can't wait. That was, that was not a joke. That was hard-hitting hashtag analysis. I can't wait to wager my softball pants again next year knowing that Josh Freeman will be starting for them on opening yeah, day. Is that, is that what you think? What's the quarterback situation? <laughs> they need – they. Talked about bringing in a veteran. Josh Freeman is probably going to need a team to play for. And his former offensive coordinator from the Bucks, Greg Olson, is now the offensive coordinator for the Raiders and has been an avowed Josh Freeman fan. But Josh Freeman stinks. I well, agree. we don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. He was 
okay for a couple years in Tampa. Was he not? He was okay Going for Going into years. last year, we thought he was okay. Wasn't he very good one year and then okay another year and then terrible another year and then benched last year? <laughs> I think your recollection is pretty much spot on. Yeah. And then he had the worst game in NFL history of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> That's the last thing I remember. I don't even. know. I've seen some of Craig Wheelahan's games. <laughs> what he is in Oakland is a big upgrade, though. He's better than Terrell Pryor and Matt McGloin, isn't he? I think if Maybe. if you throw F- Freeman, McGloin, and Pryor into a hat, <laughs> they would all have like three decent games all year, and then the rest of them would be terrible. That's a sad hat. Be you a, would end that'd up be a big hat. A they'd weird, end up a doing a merry-go-round. Hat. That would be a carousel of awful quarterbacking. <laughs> yeah, well, this is uh, this is McKenzie's time. You know, they've talked. Oh, here the pain of getting rid of all this salary cap stuff, and we need picks, and we inherited a disaster, and. Blah, blah, blah for a couple years. This is it. They've got all the cap room in the world. they got all their picks. No more excuses. Let's do it, Reggie. Offseason crystal ball, Wes. What are the big moves they make? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how a crystal ball works. You look into it. They uh, slapped the franchise tag on Veldir, outbid everyone for Lamar Houston. Whatever impact defender is still out there in the market that hasn't been franchise tagged, they'll probably make a play for him. Right. At some level, the defense and um, sign Josh Freeman, sign Josh Freeman, resign Rashad Jennings, and draft a quarterback. They and have draft to a quarterback. at some point. Maybe it's not their first pick, but they have to draft another. It quarterback. seems like a Blake Bortles kind of place to go. Five and eleven. That's generous. Uh oh. <laughs> Ooh, wait a second. <laughs> where, where do you put him? <laughs> I don't think I can put softball pants on the line until we see what happens right. in free agency. Okay, that's fair. If I had to – where this team is right now, it's a two-win team. <laughs> I like it. we got to be playing softball pants again next year. <laughs> got to do it. Everybody on Twitter, tell Wes that he needs to double down on the softball pants in 2014. Uh, all right, let's move on. Another Chris Wessling joint. Uh, he wrote the Green Bay Packers offseason forecast. Uh, the Packers, of course, snuck into the playoffs, then got knocked out. Ian Rappaport uh, reported – uh, last week that they're going to make an aggressive play in free agency to remake their defense in the image of their 60-year-old defensive coordinator, um, Chris Wessling. Toupees, lots of yeah. oddly shaped bodies on the defensive line. <laughs> it seems, <laughs> it seems uh, you know, partly sunny with a chance of uh, thunderstorms in Green Bay. Accurate? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going too far with the forecast. But okay, go on. They have four pretty talented free agents of their own. B.J. Raji, Greg does not think he's going to get the franchise tag, nor do I. But when I thought about it, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Shields gets the franchi- franchise tag. Cornerbacks with 4-3 speed who have shown they can cover guys like A.J. Green get paid. Hmm. But what about uh, B.J. Raji might not even be in their plan, according to Rappaport if they want to get lighter and quicker on that D-line. He's not a light, quick man. Mm-hmm. I think he's gone. I think you're right on Shields. I read an article this morning that made me wish I had put him in my franchise tag primer because Uh-oh. they have so much Regrets. They have so much had a few. cap room. Like you said, they can't lose Shields. He's their best cornerback, and it goes by my theory. They're, you don't just let young enough – quality starters walk away. They would have a lot of money tied up in cornerback because Tremont Williams makes $8 million a year. I think it's more likely they get a long-term deal done with Shields because they like him a lot. James Jones is an interesting other name. Is he a guy 
that ends up getting paid big money. He's been a free agent before, and people weren't really that into him, and so he kind of settled to return. Seems the Packers are willing to try that same strategy again, let him test the market and see if he boomerangs back to them. But I think as well as Jared Boykin played in the second half of last season, they they have to be confident in him as the third receiver. I like James Jones. I know. You told me he was as good as Eric Decker. I I stand by that. I like James. I mean – I don't think that's even close. When you watch James Jones, he doesn't have great hands, which – that's a factor for a wide receiver. That that's important. <laughs> but everything else, he can do it. And I mean, he's great after the catch. He's tough. He's he's durable. Seems like a smart player. Seems like a good guy to have. He would be a guy I would look to as a nice value. He second was receiver. none of those things in 2013. Didn't have his best year, but he's young, and for the most part, over the balance of his career, he's been good. I agree with it. So, Wes, what do you think this team needs more than anything else? They need to rebuild their defense. Uh, like you said, in the image of their 63-year-old coordinator with a Bud Selig haircut. <laughs> but they they need playmakers. They need another pass rusher opposite Clay Matthews. They drafted Nick Perry in the first round to be that guy. It hasn't happened. They're going to have to rebuild their defensive line. We've talked about that. And they're going to need a tight end because Jermichael Finley probably isn't coming back. He thinks he's coming back. He, his agent keeps putting it out there that he's 99% certain to heal from this spinal fusion surgery. However... He underwent spinal fusion surgery, so that the that's a tough thing for a football player to deal with. It, the know. Packers have a track record of yes. not bringing back guys with neck injuries, and maybe the Giants take a chance on him. They're all their quarterbacks coach Ben McAdoo, who was the tight ends coach when Jamichael Finley was developing, is now in the, with the Giants as the offensive coordinator. That seems like it could be a fit. It's clear that they are not going to give him a good contract offer, and that. He's likely to leave Green Bay, but if he's medically cleared, I mean, he's not going to have any shortage of suitors. He might not get a monster contract or anything, but there'll be plenty of teams willing well, to roll the dice. They say, although they haven't come out, it's not for certain, but a lot. Of, it's been reported that him and Nick Collins had the same exact surgery, the C3, mm. C4, and Nick Collins was a great uh, safety. He can't get a job. If you were a general manager and he was medically cleared, would you sign him knowing he's coming off of cervical fusion surgery? I don't think we know, know enough to answer those sort of medical questions. I think necks are different than knees. If Cecil yeah. was here, we would have been in good shape. <laughs> Mark would have all the answers. <laughs> However, the three of us, not qualified. Gold standard, completely unqualified. <laughs> Correct. In, in every facet of life. <laughs> you, so I, you're beating yourself up because of Win West's toaster. You, you do a great job behind the glass. But you know, try to move past the toaster incident. It's, uh, I've been I've been seeing someone about this, so we'll, <laughs> I'll get back to you. Um, Chris Wessling, can you? I know you struggled last time I asked you this question. <laughs> can you look into the metaphorical crystal ball and tell us what's going to happen with the Packers in the next few months? I think Raji's gone, Finley's gone, Sam Shields stays there. They let Jones test the market. There's probably a forty percent chance he returns, and then they pick up maybe a free agent or two on defense. But even if Ted Thompson says he's going to do that, I, I don't, I'll don't. i have to see it to believe it. Charles Woodson, Ryan Pickett. Some two, of their key – 2006. No, I know, but some of their key guys in that Super Bowl run were free agent pickups. Which they is, haven't done it in forever. Right, which is, okay, you picked up these guys and they worked out, so why are you staunchly against free agents? I, I hope Ted Thompson just goes the other way and – 
goes like 2000 era Dan Snyder and just starts <laughs> handing out 50 million dollar contracts to like a midlife crisis. Yeah, just he's, he just goes crazy and just against everything he believes in. Yeah. Well, one thing uh, I miss that Dan Snyder era where he literally <laughs> saw Albert Hainsworth waving a red flag <laughs> and he took the flag and he put it down on the ground and just gave him a gigantic check. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Are we allowed to be talking about this? I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. Fine. Good. Good. Just to button up the Packers, I would say their big, the biggest thing they have going for them is the players they're getting back from injuries. Clay Matthews and Casey Hayward, especially Nick Perry, there too. But they get some good players on defense back from injury. They need all those draft picks over the last couple of years, especially on defense, to just start playing well. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Is Daytona growth from Jones. within, right? Just. They've taken all these guys. They need to develop them like they used to. Okay, so that is it for today's edition of the Around the League podcast. Uh, Greg, as the boss, can you tell the listeners what to expect when you guys are in Indianapolis? I am, of course, going to be in California. The show will go on, though. Chris and Mark and I will do a podcast on Saturday. We'll actually be doing it on a television set, although Ow! no one's going to be recording us because oh. – that we're just not good looking enough. But we uh, have faces for podcasts. Yeah, well, that'll go up Saturday afternoon, and it will stand as a nice uh, recap of what's happened so far in the combine. We'll get to talk to all the quarterbacks. We're gonna and, have a lot of inside nuggets, right? Whispers, yeah. whispers from around the league. General Ooh, managers like and coaches speak nonstop from Thursday morning through Friday night, and so we're gonna be talking about it with all of them. We're gonna be working the room at happy hour. That too. We might we might actually overserve a few of these insiders just to get information. I like that. See, that's the type of stuff. That's what makes Chris Wessling a skilled man in matters of the bar. Right. He knows how to overserve someone. And wanted in three states. <laughs> wanted in three states. Um, all right, that's it for today's show. This is Dan Hansen signing off for the mailman, the boss, the gold standard behind the glass. Next time you hear from us, it will be in Indianapolis. I think there was just maybe a blockage in your nose. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? 
Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.